0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Spin Class. We're talking politics. Your host, Michael Fragan and Bruce Backman here on the Siegel Network. And uh, Bruce, historical times. This
1: historical historical
0: time? times we live in. For the third time in history, a president of the United States has been impeached. And uh, it's unfortunate it's sad that it came to this. It just shows once again that... We are seem as uh, as parties to be living on two different planets almost entirely. I think if you watch the 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 arc of the month of impeachment, um, and it's moved incredibly quickly and I think unnecessarily and foolishly so. Um, but if you watch it, it's just as uh, two different worlds. and uh, I'm not really sure what to make of it and how to reconcile uh, the issues uh, as much as I think the president. Wants to think that it helps him politically. I don't think he took it well, and uh, but we'll see where we go from here. I mean, that uh, this does certainly does not mean by any way of all the people out there who think, "Oh, it's over; he'll never get reelected." Now, um, I'm not sure. I see that this really changes well, the politics all that well, much.
1: Well, you have a you have a you have a larger issue You know, I was thinking about the impeachment this time versus '98, which are two impeachments that I lived through. The first one I wasn't born, um, and I lived through '98. You, know, I was you cop- weren't born when Andrew Johnson was impeached? I wasn't, or... I, how, I mean, because I, I, I wanted to born. ask you... About I, wasn't Im- how- I wasn't born during the, 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 the planned proceedings into Richard Nixon either. Ah. But um, but with Clinton, I, I noticed that there's a similarity between the Clinton impeachment and this. And everybody goes off on, the, on the, the two impeachments being they're so similar because they're so partisan and the parties are so split on it. But I want to come to another point, and I think that this is the bigger picture. The economy is incredibly strong. In 1998, the economy was equally, incredibly strong. And I think parties out of power, at least at the White House level, when they realize that they don't really have anything to run on, and I don't think the Democrats have an issue to run on. I mean, if you watch the debates, they don't. Uh, I think that there's a certain wisdom that they have to find a way to bring down the president. Um, I think Republicans in '98 realized that Clinton was, you know, that was really the height of his popularity to a certain degree. The economy was strong. He won re-election. Uh, even though Republicans controlled both houses of Congress at the time, you know you had an economy that there wasn't really anything to run against. I mean, Republicans and the Clinton cooperated a lot during impeachment, just like they're cooperating a lot with him now on trade. I think the Democrats are trying to find a wedge to try to bring the president down because. At the end of the day, when you look at all the facts leading into an election, the president is in incredibly strong position economically to win elections. And most people vote on their pocketbooks far more than they vote on impeachment and quid pro quos of which they don't understand and frankly don't care about. And I think that the Democratic Party, I, I, I think they're making a mistake because I think they're just repeating history. And I don't know if come election day it's really going to help them. They'll argue that in 2000 that Al Gore lost... Uh, to George W. Bush or didn't lose, depending on what your viewpoint is. Um, but I don't see that replaying itself here. The, if President Clinton was up for reelection in 2000, I always thought that he would have won re-election, And I think that this doesn't really hurt Donald Trump. I think the media, Washington, New York, all the fancy people, as I like to call them, I think they're very much out of touch with the regular goings on of the the folks living in between the big cities. And not just the big cities, living in the big cities in many cases. Nobody really cares about this. Nobody's day is going to be affected because of this. You can put it on the cover of every newspaper in the world, but people simply just don't care. And the polling reflects that, which is why there's been no movement, despite a month of hearings all day long on television and video and television and Instagram and social media. It's just not moving numbers, and it's not moving in the way of the Democrats. I don't know that... Well, first of all, let me take your, your point here, is that
0: this certainly doesn't decide the election. It certainly will come down to who the Democrats dominate. And there is a Democratic debate this evening, and we'll hopefully get to that in a little bit. But a couple questions, I mean, or a couple thoughts. One, the president is still in the low 40s in approval ratings. Given the economy, it should be much higher. And I I think that my my feeling is that. His
1: trajectory is standard. On par with other people. Going now, well, Clinton's
0: Clinton's uh, impeachment approval ratings was much higher. I'm not saying the president won't win because when it comes Whoa. down to it, when it comes down to it, it focuses. We're focusing on six, seven, maybe eight swing states where this where this election is going to come down to, and it's going to come down to that. And that's that's the nature of our presidential elections, and that's where. But. The challenge is – and personally, I, I've said this uh, you know, – I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. We've said this together. I don't think that they handled this well. I just – in the end, yes, OK. it's If you're – from a Republican perspective, it's totally irrational that you would get impeached over, over this. It Was it wrong? Was it unseemly? Yes, you probably could have admitted that probably could have gone for less it could have been a de- i i don't know by i don't i don't by this
1: standard I, every u- i mean i'm i'm a consider myself a, a quasi historian of US presidential history by this standard almost every president of the United States in the last 100 years would have had to be... i
0: i'm not sure about that i i, can't. I don't agree with okay, you okay okay i that's I said, I'm not sure Ronald about Reagan that. Ronald Reagan should have been Im- I'm, impeached. I'm not, I mean, there's a
1: long line of people I, who could have been Ronald impeached. Reagan... W- Over Iran Contra.
0: Yeah, and he was very contrite about it. But he it, wasn't. And that's probably... Pro- yes, he was. He was impeached? No, he was very contrite about that. He came forward and said he it was wrong. Yes, a, but... I... I and I, I've said this. I think the president for some reason all but dared Nancy Pelosi to go ahead and and do this, the stonewalling that this. I don't I just think it was a mistake. I don't know why you wanted to get to that point. The combative and this is Donald Trump and this classic Donald Trump forever and it's worked for him. And I wanna but sitting there afterward, the the combativeness and the continuing I mean. Trump was going after Republicans as well. He during, of course, over the course of the past month. And, you know, he's, he's by and large stopped doing that. And I think that was a good move for him. But I don't know. I, I just don't know why you wanted to be so combative, as if somehow the more you fought about this and the more and the angrier you got and the more you uh, put your back up about the, the issue and the more. Uh, the, uh, the more you said to Congress, "I will not. We will not cooperate. We won't give. We won't do this," it was almost like, "Okay, well, you know, we got to do it." And it was almost like a dare or a bluff. It and a and a I dare. think they both had to do it. Anyways. And I think both. I think both sides uh, came to a point where it was the, the positions were locked in, and that's a failure of government when nobody can get to a point that they actually can have any type of mutually. Beneficial, I think something like a censure or rebuke probably would have been better for the Democrats. It would have been better for the Republicans. Everybody could have moved on, and we could have we could have done that. I will tell you at the same time, you know, the UFC MCA deal, which I think the president did. mostly politically in order to get a deal done um you know is is very much favors the democrats and that's and How that's does it
1: favor the democrats you
0: no know, all those labor protections all those all those i'm not labor ask you protections question. all those this labor is, concessions this
1: this, is, this this is me as a republican labor protections are an interesting conversation i want to protect labor protection should be there i'm talking about concessions which concessions all 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 everything that's in the bill
0: it's a giveaway. It's a giveaway to it's a giveaway to the unions to the a- Donald CIO.
1: Donald Trump got elected for yes. one reason and one reason only, because people who live in Middle America and Rust Belt and all the places with the you know, as Tucker Carlson, you, President said in his inauguration, you know the uh, he said that you know you drive down the country, you know that looks like they're burnt out factory after burnt out factory after burnt out town with everybody on opioids. The president wanted to equal the playing field. Equal the playing field means what? USMC, the is, playing USMC field in America, is not, not going to do The playing that. field in America, as much as I'm a conservative and a free market fan, has not really been free and fair to everybody who lives here. Okay, what it hasn't. What I'm saying, and the the NAFTA trade deals have not benefited all workers in this country. There what, are places that have been left behind to look like their cemeteries. What I'm saying is, the president wants to protect so that U.S. jobs don't are not incentivized to be exported other places. I appreciate it's not a bad thing. I appreciate the I appreciate, and you know what, I In spite the, of all the president's the protectionist talking to all, points with all due, with all due point with all due. Pre, with all the tariffs and all the president's tariffs on China and all the president's tariffs on everybody else that he talks about, threatens, and the rest, the economy is doing better than it ever has. the The standard of living in cities around the country that has been forgotten is increasing. Places like Rochester, New York, are seeing upticks in housing booms. These were places that were left for dead. So yeah, Michael Bloomberg and all his fancy friends. Michael Bloomberg's the best. Michael Bloomberg is the person who's running for president. We have uh, it, We
0: we you're.
1: I'm not going off, but I have to make
0: a point. We got to get
1: part of a point. You got to wait till the end They're mission. out of touch. There's a certain out of touch with the reality of day-to-day lives of Americans in this country. And the president understands that without necessary labor protections, more and more jobs are going to make their way to other countries which aren't his problem and aren't our people. And that's not his job. My job is if I'm a father and these are my children, it's not to look after the neighbor's kids first. It sounds really cute, but it's insane. And we've been doing it for far too long. When Thomas Friedman, another idiot, writes in his New York Times articles how we should be concerned about people in India don't have jobs and all the rest of it, that's great. But you know what? What about the guy in, in outside of Chicago, Illinois, in Gary, Indiana, who can't find work? Who cares about him? Because I can assure you nobody in India cares the same way. We want to grow economies everywhere. We, th- 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 we getting- want to grow our economy first. Okay. the We don't agree. But we. Well, well, we, we, we certainly
0: don't we should fight for our we, own people first. We, we certainly don't agree because I I still even at this point believe in capitalism. I and believe in capitalism too, I but not. I believe in free trade. I believe that it, that helps the economies of all nations. Uh, what but, about our nation? But let's but let's uh, give Okay, let's. Uh, Is it helping our we're t- nation? T- we're talking. About Are we doing better now? We're than talking we were, before? To, we're talking. We're talking about the politics for a second. Question Good for Walmart. Question for you. Do you believe that this was handled well by the White House?
1: I think this was handled the only way it could be handled.
0: That's not. That's not. That's not an answer. That's no. that. That basically means it wasn't handled well, and I can't. Uh, it's, it's but I don't want to say it.
1: it well. It's like it's like a disease. If you survived it, you handled it well, and the president is likely to survive. So as long as he survived, it he handled it well. To go and say that the president, you know, the president could have handled it very well, and he could have lost out. I think that the president feels that what took him here is going to take him wherever he's going, and he's sticking with it. I think that's clear. he's not going to change his 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 plan of action. Okay, but what, what and the truth of the matter but is? But what do you
0: think they should? What do you think they should change? The president? Okay, I mean, what, I don't think your, you should change anything. So they, so basically, you came into this. Um, I
1: think you, the president should focus you, on legislation. You
0: came into this situation maybe maybe, hoping that you were going to avert impeachment or really didn't matter. In the end, like, okay, you know, we're, we're just going to be impeached and let's just deal I with it. I think the
1: president wanted impeachment. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I think he wanted something to fight against, just like Bernie Sanders likes running against Michael Bloomberg. It's good for his poll numbers. It's just good for him he's got he's got someone to okay punish. so he got what he wanted president
0: president trump needs someone to punch. So, so he got so he got what he wanted i
1: don't know what president trump would do if he didn't have somebody to fight with every day i'm not really sure how he would go that's what him.
0: executive time is for fine that's what executive time is for to find somebody to fight with
1: no but there are people who need someone you need to you know the the, the See, to a certain degree you need you need adam schiff I, if the Democrat who was running the committee was, let's say, Tulsi Gabbard, who voted present, ironically— Yeah, that
0: is, We is—I was wanting to get to that as well. That is absolutely bizarre. Is it really? Who does she—what what constituency is there for that?
1: What constituency is there for that? That somebody didn't vote what party co- line lockstep and read no! things? No! she's the only one who says she read anything? Then vote no. You know, she said she read it. Everybody read it. Bull. Bull. Nobody read it. Everybody read it. it. I guarantee if you if you t- put people on a lie detector yes. test all over Congress, because. nobody read it. Just like they don't read anything else. I, I, I got to tell you, she read it.
0: You read it. You're 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 believing the Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, I, like, she
1: read it. Talking, she says I read talking it. Talking points. I can't. So did Lisa out what Scott
0: Slotkin. So did Abigail Spanberger. So did Anthony Bredisi. So do all these people. I don't.
1: Anthony Bredisi read it.
0: I'm. You sure he read it? Yeah. I put him
1: in a lie detector. I don't buy it. Okay. I don't. That's what he's told.
0: I don't think I believe. People think, never read anything. I don't think do think Nancy says. I don't believe... Well, I see you're... Nancy you know, whipped votes. You seem to be pretty uh, animated about this whole subject. I am there. animated okay, about good. it because it's a waste
1: of time and it doesn't focus... You know the president's going to keep then, on w- focusing on legislation. He's going to keep on focusing on things like the trade deals. He's going to focus on things that mean things to people. and He's going to get reelected then because why, that's what you do.
0: Then why endure and this? And that's what Bill Clinton did. Then why endure this? He, see, he but, doesn't
1: have a choice. Okay,
0: that's actually... I mean, empirically...
1: He doesn't Empiri- have a choice.
0: Empirically, that's actually not what happened. Okay? It's very clear from the tweeting that the president was obsessed with this. Of
1: course he's obsessed with it, but he doesn't have a choice in dealing with it. Uh, That I... I what should he do? He should go on... He should make nice with these people? The... He should make nice with everybody?
0: You're all in government together. You... Uh, Where are you, you living? You, it's you, Washington. You, Nobody's you, in anything
1: together. Okay. This is... Um, The president doesn't view Washington the way the fancy people view Washington. It's not
0: about fancy people, Bruce. This is not a fancy versus unfancy people. First of all, Donald Trump is a fancy guy. Let's not... Yes, but he's done a pretty good
1: job of unfancying himself.
0: Okay. I'm not... I don't know why... I don't know what to say. Donald
1: Trump's never been accepted by the fancy people.
0: as As a political professional here, a longtime political professional... Are you actually telling me that you think the strategy and the execution around this, around the Trump defense, I just think they could have done so have much better. They could have done such a better job. He's. I up, think. A, I think they. I a think
1: better job of I, think they, I think they.
0: I think they blew it on so many fronts here, and I just don't know why we had to get to this. But if they blew it, it was a bad. It was a, a bad bluff. One
1: second. Let's. let's and let's I say and I believe. Let, wait, wait,
0: wait. Last last point. I believe. Really, in the end, he did not want this, even if he gets acquitted or when he gets acquitted, whatever you want to That's- say. There's no question that Donald Trump, the president of the United States, who has been, you know, who who has, who, who touts his list of accomplishments, also wants to talk about being impeached. He just doesn't, it doesn't want to, I know he's a fighter. He wants the punch, counter puncher, etc. He does not, he did not want this. And for some reason... I believe he didn't want it, and I don't believe that they did the right things in order to make it not happen.
1: Well, I'm going to say this. The president didn't want to be impeached. He wasn't in control of that. The president wasn't in control of anything that goes on in the House. But at the end of the day, when you look at where the president's standing today, post impeachment, to where he was three months ago, the president did pretty well. It may not have been the cleanest strategy in the world. It may not have been a strategy at all. But he's up in the polls. The poll, The movement's the other way. He hasn't lost any ground anywhere. He's up in the swing states. Where's he down? Okay, it's not a it's not a beautifully executed strategy. But you can't say he didn't get the job done. Okay, he's going to go to the Senate now, and they're going to be a big game between Schumer and everybody else about calling this one and calling that one. And the Democrat Republicans are going to say you're going to have to call Joe Biden, and you're going to have to call Hunter Biden, and you're going to have to call these people, and it's going to end up being not, it's going to be a nothing burger, and it's going to be over. And Willie Brown in the San Francisco Chronicle, however long, a few months ago, said, when this is all said and done, and the president triumphs in impeachment, because that's what most people are going to understand, they're not going to know who's, how many, who voted where and what in the Senate. He got through it. He's going to be a fighter. He's going to be a champion. What are the Democrats left with? They're going into re-election. They don't have any issue to run on, except they hate Donald Trump. My God, Joe Biden took out an ad now where all he talks about is he wants to stop Donald Trump. That's not how you win elections in America. You sell the future you sell tomorrow you sell promise if this is the plan of the democratic party they're not going to win I, I, and it's not going to be because of donald trump it's going to totally be i
0: totally i totally agree but the, the last election apparently was was something some nostalgia of the of from the 1950s about no america. it
1: wasn't but anyway but, the last election for trump was to make america great again for the people who've been left behind and have nothing correct. in this country correct correct in the towns which have been eviscerated by michael bloomberg-esque capitalism of wall street and and scarsdale and greenwich
0: so you're not happy with michael bloomberg
1: i think no i think michael bloomberg is an effect out of touch elitist he is out of touch beyond belief he wants everybody to take public transportation he wants everybody on bicycles wrecking manhattan in the meantime he owns how many jets he has how many houses he has how many cars he has how many staff do me a favor I'm tired of people telling everybody how to live when they live a lifestyle that nobody can even fathom that I shouldn't turn on the air conditioner in my house so when I get home it's cool after a long day of sitting on the sweaty subways and walking in the streets. I'm sick of it. It's out of touch and arrogant. It's the same Michael Bloomberg that went after we had the big snowstorm in New York and went on television and told people, don't worry about New York. My car was snowed in for three days in Brooklyn. Don't worry. The Broadway shows will be open tonight. He's out of touch. He is... Donald Trump may be out of touch too, but for some reason, he's at least interested in what's going on. He's interested in what's going on in the regular lives of regular people to a certain degree. Michael Bloomberg is only interested in it as far as it relates to his life, traveling to his fancy house in Bermuda, to his fancy mansion on 79th Street in Manhattan, in his fancy cars with his fancy clothes and his fancy lifestyle. Donald Trump's into the lifestyle, Donald Trump has no problem going to muck it up with the people in Michigan. He has no problem sitting over there with the, with the folks with regular people who have regular jobs. Well, I I've... I can't see Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg when he had to go in a pool in Harlem years ago. I still remember it when he first took over mayorship. Wanted to show the pools were open. You know what they did? He jumped in the pool first, and the second the kids from the neighborhood, Hispanic, black, white, all different background kids jumped the pool. He jumped out.
0: Well, my first. That's Michael Bloomberg. My first. People will find out my... who he is
1: very soon. That's why he could barely win re-election his third time after my... he was
0: outspending his opponent my... by a
1: hundred times.
0: Okay, so I, I I'm not a fan. I understand. You don't say. My first-hand experience is altogether different. Um, we, uh, I, <laughs> with with Mike, and uh, I've had a front-row seat and. To uh, to him and s- engagement with him on uh, quite a few occasions, and I have to say I have tremendous amount of respect for him. Um, do I think he's going to win? I don't know. It's a very untested. What do you
1: get involved in? Matista it's a for? very untested. Who the hell needs him in that? I
0: have. I, I, Everybody
1: from the New York knows are, it's not w- his
0: business. We are really not getting into that. If you want to get, I wanted to save the last topic for for <laughs> for a different Jewish issue, Fine. but let's talk about the debate for a second because clearly we're not going to get anywhere on on whether getting you to getting some better understanding of, of Trump's strategy here.
1: The Trump strategy is to survive.
0: Okay. Period. Fine.
1: And he's doing it.
0: Well, and yeah. Getting him through. But, you're, but you're not going to win re-election at the, at the numbers that he's at. I got news for you. He has to... What
1: are you talking about he's not going to win re-election? Who, if you look historically back in, the, in 95 with Clinton and even Bush was an exception in 2000. No, even Bush. You look at where the approvals I know, were in those years. They weren't much better than this.
0: I know everybody wants to... You want to talk... Oh, Obama for sure wasn't. Okay, so they have to figure out what the map is going to look like because right now, if you take the if you take the race right now, he's not going to win Pennsylvania. He's he might not win Florida. He's not. He's never going to lose Florida. He's gonna. He he will win Ohio. He he. Looks like he looks like he'll probably win Wisconsin. Looks like he will not win Michigan. Okay, so I'm just saying, if you want to look at the numbers now, it's 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 a tough it's a tough road. So instead, he's got to go. He's got to take and in Virginia. I don't see
1: him winning Pennsylvania.
0: Right. And that's a that, and that makes the yeah, path, but I also that see makes him, the path very but difficult. There's a catch. Let's I talk. Also a,
1: see him winning Nevada, but, but I also see him but, winning Nevada. But let's
0: talk about the pluses, and I also see him having a shot in New Mexico. Let's talk about the pluses for Donald Trump's re-election. Okay, and we'll start with the Democratic debate tonight, as we're uh, almost running out of time at this point. Okay, Democratic debate for tonight: Andrew Yang, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, your favorite, Joe Biden, another favorite. Bernie Sanders, your even more favorite, Amy Klobuchar, and Tom Steyer, Mike Bloomberg, not on the debate stage, uh, it, despite he the fact they just bought it. Despite the fact that he's polling higher than some than some of those who are. However, that's the lineup. Uh, the big complaint, of course, no African Americans on the stage. Okay, what do you think? W- where do they go tonight post impeachment? It's out of the way, right? It's it's out of the way. Now what? Do Democrats actually have something to say to the American people? No, no. I haven't heard it yet. I'm hoping there's a question about Jeremy Corbyn, whether they can learn any lessons. The amazing part here is that you had Bernie Sanders actively supporting Jeremy Corbyn, who was a disaster of a candidate, who literally... was. A-
1: just, just to go back, Theresa May was the quintessential ma- standard bearer Republican, and she could barely be Jeremy Corbyn. Boris Johnson was much more of a populist. He, he harnessed Brexit. He went after it. He was a fancy lad too, but he still hung out with the people. He was—you saw pictures of him the way he was campaigning. He was very Trump-esque in some ways, and I mean, the man had the greatest victory that they've seen since the era of that. Yeah, I, I think there. I think there's some... there's there's an opening there in America. Now,
0: to... Boris Johnson charisma. Theresa May was an accidental prime minister. Donald Trump
1: has charisma, whether they like it or not. I said. I, I said. I, I say I
0: agree. I mean, the election's altogether different. different I was at
1: that fancy but, fundraiser with him, and but he what, can hold the room.
0: But what I'm saying, of like, course, no he is. One. He's a great entertainer. He's a he's he's fantastic. He's a great candidate. He's one in a million. You can't find somebody like that. And his talents are his talents are immense. I, I agree. His ability to hold a crowd is incredible. And he's and you can't look away because you're afraid you might miss something. Correct. As opposed to most politicians, you can go to sleep in the middle of the speech and wake up and feel like okay, good. Under
1: Corbin had that problem.
0: Okay, he had a lot of problems. And I think actually anti Semitism was ended up being a major league problem for him, much more than a lot of people think, and which is interesting uh, in and of itself. Okay, any but what do you think, you know, where, where does this field go, if anywhere?
1: I think the Democrats or, or have you just to don't go. want to talk about I the think, Democrats. No, I think the Democrats have to go back to bread and butter issues. And I think until they start discussing bread and butter issues that relate to American people, the chances for them to win re-election. Are... If Joe Biden's campaign is going to be the ad that he just put on television, which was about how he's going to stop Donald Trump, and that's the purpose of his campaign, the Democrats' chances of re-election, I don't care what the polls are showing today, are not going to be very good. You can't, you can't fight something with nothing you have to have something you still have to have something to offer the american people the health care bill you're planning is not interesting or attractive tort reform and they're not interested in tort reform but all their you know class action lawsuit trial lawyer issues that they're going to bounce up Abortion's a good issue for them they could start talking about a woman's right to choose they could start talking about the health care issues they have a lot of advantages on social issues in a lot of pockets in this country but the bread and butter issues relating to the if the economy continues at this pace which the White House, whether you believe them or not, Larry Kudlow said, he expects next year to be better than this year. I don't see a path for the Democrats to win re-election. I don't think people are going to vote out a strong economy, a full wallet, and a full fridge for disdain of someone they don't like. I think that there are po- there's such a thing in America as taking a politician who you deal with because you like how your life is. And I think that Donald Trump is going to start to tick that box for a lot of people who are apolitical. People who are not interested in politics every day don't focus on this 9 to 5. They're not watching CNN and Alison Camarada another... Alison Camarada on a regular basis. They check in a few days before election day and whatever they hear at their dinner tables and when they're hanging out with their friends, it's not the focus of their life. But they're going to say, are we better off now than we were four years ago, which is the classic Reagan question, which when it gets asked, most people are going to say yes. And then it's not going to matter about impeachment. And it's not going to matter about Stormy Daniels. And it's not going to matter about any of these things. People are just going to deal with it. Because when your life is good, you deal with it. I think there are a lot of people
0: out there who think that they don't want another four years of this. Okay. What, the, four years of
1: what? Four, four e- years of higher wages? Four years. Four years of better
0: jobs. Um just I just telling you what what's out there and i think that's something that the president needs to contend with and i think that's something look there's so many trump supporters out there that you speak to is we love we love everything he's doing could he just stop tweeting could but they will vote against could he just stop with the insults they could may hold just, their nose could he just stop it well we'll we'll, we'll but they s- won't hold their, we'll, they'll hold but their Republican, nose and do but it. but guess what republicans keep losing or, or keep losing ground they don't always lose the election, but they keep losing ground in every election around the country. And we see, we we seen it over and over. And it's it's an issue. We have lost tremendous ground in the suburbs. We are having it. We're having problems. There are a lot of candidates who should up here. There's only one Donald Trump, and you have to. We have to. It's not just about the president winning. It's People actually. It's keeping. It's keeping, Outside it's in parking keeping, lots to watch him because the same way they would maybe sleep, they never did camp for, out anyone for, else. for a Grateful Dead concert. Right? There's only one Donald Trump. What I'm saying is, it's not just about him. We also have to win the house You will also have to win the senate these are important pieces of it and the party continues I don't to see lose the republicans losing continue the senate, continues to lose ground not this cycle okay. and i think
1: the republicans have a good chance to make a stake at the house i think there's a good 15 20 seats they're going to pick up well 15 20 seats doesn't get it doesn't get i the didn't house. say they have a chance i didn't say they're going to win it but they have a chance so, so sli- let's let's, make t- it I mean, let's
0: talk about some of those seats because some of those seats are right here in new york and new jersey some trump districts where and we saw actually one where jeff van drew uh last week or i'm sorry, this week uh decided anthony to brindisi parties. So anthony brindisi that's new york 19. Uh, i'm kendra sorry that's horn. new york 20 new york 22. kendra horn in oklahoma she's not winning that seat if okay. donald Trump's top the ticket the and you have uh and you have the nassau Suffolk seat of, of peter king that he's vacating that's another swing district um you have a you have new york 19 antonio delgado um unclear who the candidate will be yet but these are tr- that's a trump district uh by quite a few points uh Sean Patrick Maloney, a Trump district.
1: Sean Patrick Maloney, though, has been there too long. He's quite popular in the district, and he's pretty moderate on most issues. Yeah,
0: well, but he was pretty pretty tough on impeachment, and I bet that is a Trump district. Um, there are other districts out there um, in New Jersey. Uh, Malinowski was I did work one in of that them. District, it's not so simple. Uh, okay. District. Okay, so there are the the some of these swing districts and you know what will happen in those. That that's wh- very clinton. That's where the race is gonna that's where the race is gonna happen. Uh, let's let's finish up by just talking about this DOI report in New York City that says that Mayor Bill de Blasio shockingly, shockingly mm-hmm enough, like the ever politics would ever play into anything, delayed and um, I guess intentionally bottled up this report on the yeshivas, on the, uh, on the yeshiva education issue uh, in order that it wouldn't hurt him politically um, to push it, push it off. And that education report still hasn't come out. Uh, do you think there's fallout from that? For who? Um, that's what I'm asking. Fallout for the from community. Why don't we start with that?
1: The from community wants everybody out of the yeshivas. I understand that. Bill de Blasio has represented many Frum people and Hasidim over the years in his many different permutations of his political career and anybody who knows anything about politics in Brooklyn knows that you just leave the Hasidim alone and they'll vote for you. And if you don't leave them alone, they're not going to vote for you. It's a very simple equation for them. Um, The truth is, I'm very biased in this. I think the government should just stay out of our schools. Uh, I don't really want them in our schools, unless if they're planning on paying for them 110%, which they're not. So, And then maybe we would have a conversation. And even then I'm not interested. But I have no interest in this. I think if the mayor decided to take some pressure off of the yeshivas to protect them, I would be a little bit sympathetic to him. And I would also understand it's the state of New York politics. I mean, the Hasidim in New York and Orthodox Jews in New York are one of the top four or five voting groups. And if you're going to make an enemy out of them, you it's going to be very hard for you to win re-election or election to anything.
0: Okay. Well, that's the last word here on Spin Class here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Michael Fragan and Bruce Backman saying goodbye. till next week, stay tuned for Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs.